In this lesson, we have narrowed down tackling the tech into really three main pro tip strategies. In the first section, we're going to talk about the popular and practical technical tools that are available on most online meeting platforms. These are the eight tools that we've discovered to be the most powerful and the most important for you as an online facilitator and someone who wants to influence others and be able to create an exceptional audience experience. The second area that we'll discuss are prevention conventions that you can use to tackle the tech and reduce and mitigate any trauma drama that is commonly associated with online meetings. And last, yep, you knew it, we would get to it, we will get to it, and that is to really take a look at all of the techie trouble, or maybe not all of it, but most of the techie trouble that usually shows up for most business and professional users of online platforms. We've anticipated the trouble and we have provided some great prevention conventions that you can use to mitigate and hopefully completely eliminate the techie troubles in your online meetings. All right, pro tip strategy number one is let's take a look and dive into not all of the technical tools that are available because there are many, but really the ones that we've found to be the most popular and practical for the uses for a business professional such as yourself. You know, working remotely has become the new normal for, well, much of the business world. However, as a sales representative, it's not new at all. And yet, because of the popularity of working remote, there are all sorts of new online meeting services that are popping up faster than daisies in the spring. You know, this is great news for sales professionals like you who are really interested in making a big impact in less time with both your industry partners as well as your customers. To that end, there are excellent meeting platform services available that offer lots of different bells and whistles, tools and tech that can enhance the presenter and the participants online experience. There's a few things that you wanna know about using tech in online meetings. First of all, tech is your friend. I wanna recommend actually strongly encourage you to lean in, not out using technology. Don't avoid using tech because you've never tried something before or because you've had a bad experience or worse, you've watched someone else crash and burn using technology. No, that's like limiting your golf game to putt-putt because the first time you tried to tee off, well, you shanked it deep into the woods. No. Most virtual meeting platforms offer fantastic options to really help you shine online. So the idea here is technology is available inside of these virtual meeting platforms really to work for you, to help you to drive your point, to make a bigger impact, and yes, to increase your sales results. So. Online tech varies by platform. However, they do share similar tools and capabilities. So providing the nitty gritty on how to use each and every tool offered by every platform out there, well, that's way beyond the scope of this training. However, most main platforms feature easy to understand tutorials 
or you could check out YouTube and see the video clips that most of the main and mainstream platforms offer. Either way, you've got plenty of support to dive deep into the how-to outside of this particular program. So let's review the popular and practical tools offered by most mainstream virtual platforms. All right, first up on the tools that are available to you and one of the most popular are in-meeting chat features. It allows you to really send instant messages to other users within a meeting or send a private message to an individual participant. As a host, you have the option to choose which participants can chat with whom, or you can disable that feature entirely. See, the advantage of chat is that it promotes audience engagement, and you want that. The more engaged your audience is into your meeting and your topic within the controlled environment of your virtual meeting, the better, because that means that the participants are gaining value, they're gaining advantage. The disadvantage of chat is that it can serve as a distraction from the training, the meeting, the content that you're trying to present to your students. It's kind of like back in school when students were passing notes while the teacher was talking. Chat can be a distraction. So our recommendation for audiences larger than 10 or 12, you might want to mention how to make the most of the chat feature and minimize it from becoming a distraction in your opening housekeeping comments at the beginning of your presentation. Here's a pro tip. To promote productive audience engagement using the chat, really prepare a series of questions or uh, a, if you will, guided chat response by asking your audience to share their input on a topic by raising their hand or by making a comment to validate your point. Another way that you can use chat is to really solicit a counterpoint, something that would stimulate critical thinking among your audience members. Any way that chat is used that promotes audience engagement, it reinforces messages that you're trying to communicate and it really does elevate the audience experience. Q&A is another must-have tool for online presenters. It's sometimes known as the raised hand option as well. The benefit of this particular feature or tool is that it really helps you as a facilitator gain consensus or even solicit valuable feedback that you need as an instructor throughout a meeting. In addition, I want you to know that in most platforms, it's possible to be able to set your meeting settings in a way that you can solicit public, which means that everyone on the call can see each other's questions or anonymous questions. Sometimes protecting the uh, source of the questions or the privacy of the participant is helpful, particularly where candid feedback is requested or if you want to protect the attendees from an asking sensitive subject questions. So there's also a feature that you may want to consider in topics and situations that warrant it is that you can actually have attendees upvote or um, really submit questions that they can promote to being higher on the list of importance or interest if you set that feature. It's called upvoting. Who knew?
<laughs> These tech options deliver powerful ways for you as a facilitator to encourage positive participation and stimulate a dialogue within your participants that is so essential to learning and lasting influence. Ah, next, emojis and reaction buttons. Well, believe it or not, these fun and sometimes silly symbols are more than playful distractions. Use them when nonverbal feedback or rapid impressions are required. As a presenter, consider the points of emphasis where you need or want greater participation or you want your audience's reaction on a particular comment, statement, or subject. For example, you can ask for a simple yes or no response. Perhaps you might consider requests to slow down or speed up if you are doing a review or you're entering or providing some rudimentary information and you want to take the temperature of whether or not this information is valuable or it needs to be changed in pace. Finally, another way to use emojis and a reaction buttons would be when you want to solicit negative or positive reactions to a comment, a quote, an illustration, or a piece of content. Either way, the emoji and reaction buttons are fun but can offer some serious feedback. All right, screen sharing, you as a participant have certainly seen this feature in action. It is a really helpful tool that allows both you and participants to share their screen. It's super helpful to use screen sharing when you are collaborating or offering some kind of real-time feedback or need to share different applications. Saying, for example, that you are facilitating a discussion about the uh, impact of a particular piece of software. While you provide the specific and practical applications of the software, you may want to invite a co-presenter who is more of the technical expert, if you will, on that particular piece of um, technology. And the opportunity to screen share back and forth between your slides or your screen and uh, a subject matter expert screen, or maybe switching over to a clinician who is prepared to show the demonstration of the concept of the product or the uh, procedure that you have just overviewed. There are so many effective and powerful ways of using screen sharing. You're limited only by your imagination. Recording. Who's listening? Why are we recording this? <laughs> There are big benefits of recording every virtual meeting that you host. I can't emphasize this enough. My recommendation is that you set your administrative settings inside of your virtual meeting platform to record every meeting. And the reason for that, if you set it as a default, you never have to worry about whether or not you remembered to press record. You see, there are so many advantages to recording your online meeting that we want to give this special attention. First of all, you could send a piece or a full replay of a presentation as a follow-up to your participants to reinforce your message and to encourage your audience to get more out of your meetings. In addition, a recording gives you an excellent opportunity to review and evaluate your demonstration, presentation, and training to make it better. And last, 
you could use a recording as a value-added service as follow-up or as precursor to perhaps an in-office demo or other ways in which you can stimulate interest for the offer and services that you provide. Polling. Have you ever wanted to have some kind of an icebreaker to really get a pulse of where your audience was relative to your topic of your program? Well, polling offers a great way to get audiences engaged and allow you as a facilitator to really understand the foundation or the starting point that your audience is coming from. Polling promotes participation. It's a great way to get the audience immediately involved and be able to begin to create some uh, common ground with your audience. It allows you to keep the content dynamic while getting everyone a chance to participate. Polling allows us to refocus and really be able to help you help your audiences be able to reinforce the information that you are wanting to share. It's important with polling, however, that you remember to use the golden rule. Make the poll about your audience, not about you or your offer. To do this, it's a good idea to precede every poll by briefly describing the benefit for the audience. Say something like, by answering these questions or this question, you will benefit in the following way. That will set up your audience to actually refocus, tune in, and participate in the poll. All right, whiteboarding and annotation. These two tech tools frequently worked and are used together. Whiteboarding, well, it is what it sounds like. It allows you to share and co-create with other participants. Sometimes this is really helpful for when you are mind mapping or brainstorming or really just sketching out concepts. And those concepts need to be shared in real time with the other participants on the call or in the meeting. Annotation, on the other hand, well, it's great for brainstorming and collaboration. You really want to use it when you want to emphasize a point, draw attention to something on your screen. So it allows you to circle, underline, uh, draw arrows to, you get the idea. Last but certainly not least, video and the use of it in online sessions really adds rich rewards as well as possible risk. If the video doesn't work or play when needed, well, that's exactly why some online presenters shy away from ever using it. They have demonized use of video because they have seen other participants really crash and burn. However, using video is such a powerful people influencer and training tool that I don't want you as a skilled professional to miss the beauty and benefit that video offers. So we're featuring it right here. Listen up and lean in. If a picture is worth a thousand words, well, then video that says more with less is worth big money. The secret to success using video in virtual meetings is all in the prep. By performing a dry run and a tech check before your meeting starts, you will be able to validate and verify that the video and the sound operation is indeed working before your audience ever tunes in. 
More about that in a little bit. So we've just reviewed the first pro tip strategy, which were the popular and practical technical tools that you can use as an online presenter. Next, I think Benjamin Franklin got it right when he said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. We researched the most common technical challenges associated with online meetings and presentations and created two tools or prevention conventions that will prevent them. So in this lesson, you'll receive a super helpful tool that we created to save you time, energy, and reduce the potential embarrassment when tech fails. I can't wait to share it with you. You know, before takeoff, pilots must ensure that an aircraft has been physically inspected, emergency and safety systems have been checked, GPS and instrumentation panels have been calibrated, the weather, routing, weight and balance are all part of every single departure protocol for an aircraft. You know, that's a lot to remember with a lot at stake. The use of pre-flight checklists are mandatory to prevent complacency, missteps, and to ensure proper operation and safety of every aircraft. Charlie Munger, who was a businessman, lawyer, investor, and philanthropist, said no wise pilot, no matter how great his talent and experience, fails to use his checklist. You know, checklists are also used in hospitals for performing surgical procedures. And it's an interesting thing to notice that when checklists were added to the surgical procedures of hospitals, there was a 35% reduction in deaths and complications. Well, if you haven't figured it out yet, the greatest prevention convention that you can use as an online presenter is a checklist. Certainly, preparing for online meetings isn't the same as the prep required for surgery or flying an airplane, but these examples really lend evidence to the power and the value of a simple checklist. So, as your coach, I want to invite you to join the ranks of the highly skilled professionals and start using checklists for every meeting you host. This will reduce your error, embarrassment, and increase your effectiveness. The second main prevention convention for tackling tech is to perform a tech check before every session. The tech check is nothing more than a dry run that you do as part of your setup as you're preparing to deliver your training event. And it is the best way for you to save face as well as to deliver a top-notch program. The tech check basically takes you through each and every one of the technical checks and um, verifications that you need to follow in order to ensure that your systems, your processes, your technology, your audio, everything that's included in the delivery of a well-crafted online meeting is has been addressed, verified, and is operational. And that will allow you to begin with confidence and calm and really excitement for you to deliver your online educational event. Remember we said there were three big picture or pro tip strategies or recommendations necessary for you as a facilitator to tackle the tech in order to create smooth, drama, trauma-free online events. 
Well, in this lesson, we're going to talk about techie troubleshooting. You know, we do live in a world of bloopers and blunders, and life doesn't usually work exactly as we planned. And, well, perfect, quote-unquote, problem-free virtual meetings are no exception. Technical troubles are a part of the online meeting process, and that's okay. What matters is how we respond when things go sideways. So, let's review the most common techie troubles and how to mitigate them from hurting your image, your program, and your results. We've categorized the techie trouble into three main categories. Performance, which is when the platform itself or the software related to your meeting technology doesn't work or something truly technical. There's the presentation techie troubles, which is everything related to you delivering a presentation to an audience. And then finally, the people techie troubles. So let's jump in. All right. So under performance problems, as you already know, audio troubles can get in the way of a smooth online presentation. There can be poor sound. There can be no sound. There can be popping. There can be even sound bursts. And a good prevention convention to prevent this is to do a tech check before the meeting starts. In addition, some of the pro tips that you may want to use and check is make sure that you move your microphone closer to your mouth so that you can clearly be heard. In addition, I strongly recommend the use of a lavalier mic in order to maintain consistent distance between your mouth and your mic. And finally, a windscreen or what's called a pop filter, which are those little fuzzy or foam things that cover your microphone, those really do cut down on the popping and the sound burst that can really be annoying on behalf of your audience. Another sound problem is actually a sound lag or audio delay. There's sometimes this happens on online meetings and it's, well, frankly difficult to know whose turn it is to speak. Whether you're a presenter or you are another participant, it's really important that you accommodate or count on having some sound lag as part of uh, the online experience. A way to prevent it before you begin your meeting is to reboot your device. Sometimes devices really just need a refresh, which really does help to contribute to a solid uh, connectivity, which influences the sound as well as the video connection. You also want to really, we strongly recommend, and most online meeting platforms recommend, a direct wire connection of your device to your router and modem rather than using the Wi-Fi. If you are using Wi-Fi, it's a really good idea to reset it before you begin a presentation. Some of the pro tips that you can use to manage sound lag or audio delays is to really just slow down slightly when you are presenting live online. In addition, you may want to just plan for some extended pauses between the main points that you want to make as a facilitator. That will not only cause your audience to ensure that they hear it, but that they get it. And that's really what we want. In addition, you can ensure that the audience is getting it by asking for their feedback or at the beginning of your presentation, you can invite everyone to use the chat for questions and comments. That way, you as a facilitator know if they've heard it and they've got it. Well, another 
sound trouble or audio problem is the unexpected sound. And it can take something as simple as one attendee on your meeting with their mute turned off to create a considerable and annoying interruption. Or maybe, and you've probably experienced this, somebody on the call had a doorbell ring sending their dog into barking orbit, or maybe even a simple cell phone rings. All of these audio interruptions can and should be avoided and minimized through planning and prep. You can do that by really preventing these audio, unexpected audio interruptions by setting the default to your attendees to mute. That way, if they want to speak, they can manually put, take themselves off of mute. As part of your tech check, you want to make sure that you are guided to turn your phone to airplane mode. You also may want to post a do not disturb sign on the outside of your office door uh, or in your home office. And finally, it's a really good idea when you're in the middle of a meeting or presentation online that you put a no ring sign up for the UPS or FedEx delivery men. Let's talk a little bit about some common video trouble. One of the things that's the most popular of video troubles is that lighting is poor and it's hard to see. You see in this image, it's very difficult to see the presenter or even the participant. A simple external light source can make all the difference. Look at that. That's incredible. And that's simply a very inexpensive ring light that can create this kind of a transformation and dramatically improve the quality of the audience experience as well as the professionalism of your presentation. Uh, in addition to external lighting is you can also add blackout blinds or drapery in order for you to have better control and better consistency of video quality by managing light. Testing your room's brightness and lighting before a presentation, well, it's essential for success. So be sure to schedule some time with either one of your coworkers or run, do a dry run and run a practice video just to really be able to get your eyes on how your lighting and in the room as well as on your face when you present looks and play that back before you actually begin. All right, so we said that lighting is poor or subjects are hard to see is one of the video troubles that we run into. But what about when the camera won't turn on or it suddenly stops working or some, for some reason, the camera gets out of focus or doesn't fully display your face? What's a person to do? Well, we said earlier, an external light source, it's an inexpensive way to solve a lot of video problems. Those blackout lines are really a great way to control the light. And really, at the end of the day, so many technical troubles related to video and audio are solved by a simple tech check to test the quality of the lighting and the video before the meeting begins, saving you embarrassment, time, and image. Another example of a performance problems is unstable connectivity. Now this is in cases where you have, do not have a direct connection of your device to your router or modem and you're depending on Wi-Fi to serve as your connector with the internet. And when Wi-Fi is slow or sluggish or stops or crashes, well, with it goes your meeting. The last thing you want is for you to be in the middle of an important presentation and suddenly you really notice that you're breaking up or your participants are breaking up and people can't see or hear you.
you know, Wi-Fi connectivity is probably one of, or instable connectivity because of fluctuations in Wi-Fi is one of the most common reasons for a meeting to be disrupted and to really create a bad impression. And well, that actually happened to me a number of years ago. I was right in the middle of conducting a sales acceleration workshop and we had over 150 people from all over the industry, all over North America, and we were about 45 minutes into the program and my Wi-Fi connection decided to crash and burn. Well. I was devastated and I was frustrated. And the worst part was I didn't know how to recover and reconnect. So the meeting had to end. And you guessed it, I did not have a direct connection to my, my router and modem. So the recommendation that I can make from personal experience is you can optimize your in internet connect connection by refreshing your computer before a virtual meeting Minimize the risk of your computer freezing by closing all programs and apps that aren't being used during the meeting and limit the open apps to only those including your streaming or your meeting services that you're going to be using. And finally, hardwire your device to your modem and router. Don't depend on Wi-Fi for your connection to the internet. It's just too unstable. As a sales representative, you probably depend heavily on your online meetings for trainings or demonstrations or some type of a, of a technical presentation. And what happens if your PowerPoint won't open or play the audio or play the video? Um, if the software isn't available to you, that can ruin an entire presentation. Sometimes in demos, the hands-on materials can create a distraction. Have you ever sent the materials in advance and then you see on the camera that your participants aren't really paying attention to you and the, the presentation you're giving and they're too busy playing with the products that you sent in advance? Or last, another common training problem is that the demo would take too much time. So all of these scenarios can really be mitigated by doing a dry run before your presentation begins. Perform that tech check to run through the slides and run and test each of the animations, the videos, the audio clips that you may have embedded into, the, into your presentation. Be sure to test the microphones and the video for not just you, but if there are multiple presenters or co-contributors, you want to make sure that everybody's technology is working before you ever begin the program. It's also a great tip to have a printed version of your presentation or your speaker's notes to have on hand in case your technology, your software goes down, you can turn on a dime and be able to continue the presentation with calm confidence. Another performance problem is a distracting background. Well, have you ever had a distraction, something that went on in your background that really did throw you off your course? Well, why does it matter? Because if you are doing a presentation or an interview in a meeting and you have something important to share, you really want to make sure that your audience is paying attention to you and isn't distracted by something or someone or some situation that's going on in the background. A prevention convention is that 
you can, again, post that meeting sign in meeting in session, close, and maybe in cases where you have small children like this particular uh, gentleman, you may want to even lock your office door so that they can't enter. Be sure to scan your office before you turn the camera on to remove any clutter or personal items that you really don't want on camera. Also, it's a great practice for you to verify that your computer is in the do not disturb mode. That way, when you receive notifications or any other pop-ups that would normally show up on your screen, uh, that won't happen if you have your computer in do not disturb. So be sure and check your background before the meeting right. starts. And finally, you may even consider using a virtual background. They're really great at helping to conceal messy, private work environments, but they also give an interesting reflection of your personal style, your, your company brand, or maybe even your own recreational interests. In other words, using a virtual background really does give you both a prevention convention as well as a vehicle or an opportunity to express your personal or your company brand. Another type of performance problem is, well, another kind of uninvited guests. It's called Zoom bombing. Have you ever heard of it? It refers to the unwanted, disruptive, intrusive, and really general interruption or what we call gate crashing into your online meetings. It can be either internet trolls or just ornery teens seeing if they can crack the code. Zoom bombing really is um, can be prevented by keeping your meeting credentials private. Don't publish them online or on social media or anywhere that that data can be easily obtained and misused. In addition, it's important that you turn on a feature on your meeting platform called authenticated users. Most of the mainstream uh, platforms meeting platforms have this feature, authenticated users. It basically limits meeting attendees to only those who have been authenticated or who meet the host specific authorization requirements. This really keeps most Zoom bombers out of meetings. And finally, it's another situation where you really do want to consider using a virtual background. Zoom bombing really does allow you to um, protect and prevent uh, a significant in interruption. Unexpected messages meant for your eyes only is another kind of pop-up that you really didn't want. So. The prevention conventions is learn the basic tools. Learn how to immediately stop video. Know this feature cold. In addition, know where and how to mute sound of yourself as well as any one of the participants in your meeting. And finally, learn where and how to quickly remove somebody from the meeting if it's ever needed. And next, sometimes it's not me, it's you. Sometimes there you have a colleague in crisis when the camera is on and well, it shouldn't be. So here is the best advice that I can give you with regards to people problems. Expect the unexpected. Really the best solution for any technical trouble is to expect the unexpected. It's really not a matter of if trouble is going to happen, or that unexpected interruptions are going to occur, it's when. When it comes to tackling the tech of your virtual meetings, 
just remember, expect the unexpected and set yourself up for success by using a prep step checklist for every meeting. You'll be glad you did.